Chapter 14 Don't y'all think it's kind of a cliché to have a picnic in a graveyard on Halloween? The five of us, Mare, Rashmi, Josh, St. Clair, and I, are traipsing through the Cimetière du Père Lachaise, located on a hillside overlooking Paris. It's like a miniature city itself. Wide pathways act as roads through neighborhoods of elaborate tombs. They remind me of tiny Gothic mansions with their arched doorways and statuary and stained glass windows. A stone wall with guardsmen and iron gates runs the perimeter. Mature chestnuts stretch their branches overhead and wave their last remaining golden leaves. It's a quieter city than Paris, but no less impressive. Hey, did y'all hear Anna say y'all? Josh asks. Oh my god, I so did not. You so did, Rashmi says. She adjusts the pack on her shoulders and follows Mir down yet another path. I'm glad my friends know their way around, because I'm lost. I told you you've got an accent. It's a cemetery, not a graveyard, St. Clair says. There's a difference? I ask, thankful for an opportunity to ignore the couple. A cemetery is a plot of land set specifically aside for burial, while a graveyard is always located in a churchyard. Of course, now the words are practically interchangeable, so it doesn't really matter, you know more useless crap, St. Clair. Good thing you're so darn cute, Josh says. I think it's interesting, Mayor says. St. Clair smiles. At least cemetery sounds classier. And you must admit, this place is pretty classy. Or, I'm sorry. He turns back to me. Would you rather be at the Lambert Bash? I hear Dave Higginbottom is bringing his beer bong. Higginbaum. That's what I said. Higginbaum. Oh, leave him alone. Besides, by the time this place closes, we'll still have plenty of time to party. I roll my eyes at this last word. None of us have plans to attend, despite what I told Dave yesterday at lunch. St. Clair nudges me with a tall thermos. Perhaps you're upset because he won't have the opportunity to woo you with his astonishing knowledge of urban street racing. I laugh. Cut it out. And I hear he has exquisite taste in film. Maybe he'll take you to a midnight showing of Scooby-Doo too. I whack St. Clair with my bag and he dodges aside, laughing. Aha! Here it is. Mir calls out, having located the appropriate patch of greenery. She unrolls a blanket onto the small lawn while Rashmi and I unpack tiny apples and prosciutto sandwiches and stinky cheeses from our backpacks. Josh and St. Clair chase each other around the nearby monuments. They remind me of the little French schoolboys I see in our neighborhood. All they need are the matching woolen sweaters. Mir pours everyone coffee from St. Clair's thermos, and I sip happily, enjoying the pleasant warmth that spreads throughout my body. I used to think coffee was bitter and disgusting, but like everyone else, I'm up to several cups a day. We tear into the food and, like magic, the guys are back. Josh sits cross-legged next to Rashmi, while St. Clair scoots between Meredith and me. You have leaves in your hair. Mare giggles and pulls one of the brown skeletons from St. Clair's locks. He takes it from her, crunches it to dust, and blows it into her curls. They laugh, and my gut twinges. Maybe you should put on the hat, I say. He asked me to carry it before we left. I chuck my bag into his lap, perhaps a little too hard. St. Clair oofs and jerks forward. Watch it. Josh bites into a pink apple and talks through a full mouth. He has parts down there you don't have. Ooh, parts, I say. Intriguing. Tell me more. Josh smiles sadly. Sorry. Privileged information. Only people with parts can know about said parts. 
St. Clair shakes the rest of the leaves from his hair and puts on the hat. Rashmi makes a face at him. Really? Today? In public? She asks. Every day, he says. As long as you're with me. She snorts. So what's Ellen doing tonight? Uck. Ellie's attending some terrible costume party. You don't like costume parties? Mare asks. I don't do costumes. Just hats, Rashmi says. I didn't realize anyone outside of soap was celebrating Halloween, I say. Few people are, Josh says. The shopkeepers tried to turn it into a commercial thing years ago. It didn't catch on. But give a college chick the chance to dress up like a slutty nurse, and she's gonna take it. St. Clair lobs a chunk of chevre at Josh's head, and it smacks his cheek. Arse. She's not going as a slutty nurse. Just a regular one? I ask innocently. With a low-cut dress and really big breasts? Josh and Rashmi crack up, and St. Clair tugs the hat down over his eyes. Uck, I hate you all. Hey. Meredith sounds hurt. I didn't say anything. Uck, I hate you all but Mare. A small group of American tourists hovers behind us. They look confused. A bearded guy in his twenties opens his mouth to speak, but Rashmi interrupts him. Jim Morrison is that way. She points down the path. Bearded guy smiles in relief, thanks her, and they move on. How do you know what they wanted? I ask. It's what they always want. When they should be looking for Victor Noir, Josh says. Everyone else laughs. Who? It's frustrating being in the dark. Victor Noir? He was a journalist shot by Pierre Bonaparte, St. Clair says, as if that explains anything. He pulls the hat up off his eyes. The statue on his grave is supposed to help, fertility. His wang is rubbed shiny, Josh elaborates. For luck. Why are we talking about parts again? Mare asks. Can't we ever talk about anything else? Really? I ask. Shiny wang? Very, St. Clair says. Now that's something I've gotta see. I gulp my coffee dregs, wipe the breadcrumbs from my mouth, and hop up. Where's Victor? Allow me. St. Clair springs to his feet and takes off. I chase after him. He cuts through a stand of bare trees, and I crash through the twigs behind him. We're both laughing when we hit the pathway and run smack into a guard. He frowns at us from underneath his military-style cap. St. Clair gives an angelic smile and a small shrug. The guard shakes his head but allows us to pass. St. Clair gets away with everything. We stroll with exaggerated calm, and he points out an area occupied with people snapping pictures. We hang back and wait our turn. A scrawny black cat darts out from behind an altar strewn with roses and wine bottles, and rushes into the bushes. Well, that was sufficiently creepy. Happy Halloween! Did you know this place is home to 3,000 cats? St. Clair asks. Sure. It's filed away in my brain under felines, Paris. He laughs. The tourists move on to the next photo opportunity, and we're both smiling as we approach Victor Noir. His statue is life-size and lying flat on the ground above his tomb. His eyes are closed, his top hat beside him. And despite the fact that his gray-green patna is clothed, his pants have a remarkable bulge that has, indeed, been stroked to a shiny bronze. If I touch it, do I get another wish? I ask, remembering points a row. Nope. Victor deals strictly in fertility. Go on. Rub it. St. Clair backs into another grave. No, thank you. He laughs again. I don't need that kind of problem. 
My own laughter catches in my throat as I get his meaning. Shake it off, Anna. That shouldn't bother you. Don't let him see how it bothers you. Well, if you won't touch him, I will. I'm not in any danger of that. I lower my voice to a mock whisper. You know, I've heard you actually have to have sex to get pregnant. I see the question immediately pop into his head. Crap. Maybe I was too hasty with my joke. St. Clair looks half embarrassed, half curious. So, er, you're a virgin, then? A-R-G-H. Me and my big mouth. My overwhelming desire is to lie, but the truth comes out. I've never met anyone I cared about that much. I mean, I've never dated anyone I cared about that much. I blush and pet Victor. I have a rule. Elaborate. The statue is still warm from the previous visitors. I ask myself, if the worst happened, if I did get knocked up, would I be embarrassed to tell my child who his father was? If the answer is anywhere even remotely close to yes, then there's no way. He nods slowly. That's a good rule. I realize I'm resting my hand on Victor's Victor and yank it away. Wait, wait, wait. St. Clair pulls out his phone. One more time, for posterity. I stick out my tongue and hold the ridiculous pose. He takes a picture. Brilliant, that'll be what I see every time you call, his cell rings, and he starts. Spooky. It's Victor's ghost, wanting to know why you won't touch him. Just my mum. Hold on. Whoa, stroke me, St. Clair. He answers, trying to keep a straight face, as Meredith and Rashmi and Josh trudge up behind us. They're lugging the remains of our picnic. Thanks for ditching us, Rashmi says. It's not like we didn't tell you where we were going, I say. Josh grabs the statue's privates. I think this is seven years bad luck. Mayor sighs. Joshua Wasserstein, what would your mother say? She'd be proud that the fine institute of learning she sent me to is teaching me such refined manners. He leans over and licks Victor. Mare and Rashmi and I squeal. You are so getting oral herpes. I whip out my hand sanitizer and squeeze a glob into my hands. Seriously, you should put some of this on your lips. Josh shakes his head. You are so neurotic. Do you take that everywhere? You know, Rashmi says. I've heard if you use too much of that stuff, you can actually desensitize yourself to germs and get more sick. I freeze. What? No. Ha. Josh says. Oh my god, are you okay? At the sound of Mayor's alarm, I quickly turn my head. St. Clair has fallen against a tomb. It's the only thing keeping him from collapsing to the ground. The four of us rush to his side. He's still holding the phone to his ear, but he's not listening anymore. We talk over each other. What happened? Are you okay? What is it? He won't answer us. He won't look up. We exchange worried glances. No, terrified. Something is really wrong. Josh and I lower him to the ground before he falls. St. Clair looks up, surprised to find us holding on to him. His face is white. My mom. What happened? I ask. She's dying. Copyrights Copyright 2010 by Stephanie Perkins